What's up, everybody? Welcome to Becoming Legendary, a podcast where we talk with people from all walks of life about their paths towards becoming legend. This week, we're going to sit down with Tristan Gatto. He's a yoga teacher, a writer, a movement specialist, and the founder of Yoga Shred for Men. He's a really interesting and insightful guy, and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. So without further ado, let's get to Becoming Legendary with Tristan Gatto. Every opportunity so that you can become you legend and become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one Your percent better? The only goal is to be the best version of you. Tristan, thank you so much for coming on Becoming Legendary. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I always like to start out by asking what the typical day in your life looks like. Uh, a lot of coffee. <laughs> Beautiful. How perfect. Technically, you know, they always say yogis, oh, that's a drug. Don't do coffee. I'm like, nothing gets done. I'm, I'm Sicilian. From New York. Like, <laughs> I've been drinking coffee since I was 11. So I, um, I, I get up and start the Nespresso machine and I yeah. make sure I use compostable capsules. So yeah. I'm being... Good, you know. good job. Yeah. Um, and then I check emails, social media stuff. Um, just kind of, I, I work every day. Yeah. It's kind of like an uh, entrepreneur. I used to get up and see patients every day because I'm also a physical therapist assistant. So yeah. I would travel. I live in Los Angeles in the Valley. And um, I would travel around and see patients during the day and then come home and do my stuff for all my yoga businesses. Like, uh, answering questions on the forums for daily own for my courses because people reach out and ask questions and uh, that's pretty much it like I'm home a lot and I, I try to get some reading in every day like at least learn some piece of information because yeah. I'm that person that has a really short attention span <laughs> I don't know how I got through my my PT program but I did <laughs> and remembered all of it yeah. so it, that's kind of it get up Coffee, study, answer emails, and kind of go about the day until I get tired and need a nap. <laughs> Are you a big napper? <laughs> Are you a big napper? I am. I actually took one right before this. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> there's just that you have those days where it's not happening. It's today I was trying to work on a new course and writing things out. And I'm like, you know what? I just can't today. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to break. Up. Start over fresh. <laughs> if you don't have creativity, then you're not going to do your best work. For sure. For sure. So, and, and the uh, if your brain isn't sharp, like struggling through something, like a, a traditional work day is really, really hard because there are times when your brain's just not sharp and you're, you're still there, right? So getting out of a traditional work day allows, allows for you to take a nap. Absolutely. That is, that's been like the greatest gift ever. It was a long time coming because yeah. I mean, working when I worked full time as a PTA, I was seeing 15 to 18 patients a day. And wow. this is on manual therapy, one after the other, after the other, every half hour people are coming in. Yeah. And you know, each person is completely different. They have different sure. stuff going on. They might be in a bad mood. They might not want to work and you got to fight with people. And it's just like, 
man, I haven't had enough coffee or a nap today. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. So now, now it's like I get to do that in a different way and on a, a much broader scale. And it, it frees me up to take care of myself a little bit more and kind of fill my cup because I've been kind of pouring it out, giving yeah. it out. I feel like Jesus sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's so it's so important and at the same time underappreciated the the you know you hear a lot about filling your cup but how many of us are actually taking the time to ensure that we're actually filling the cup is is a it's kind of an epidemic in our in our society right now i feel like it's funny because i just had this conversation with one of my friends the other day about just money and finances and how we grew up especially i'm in my 30s so my generation and my parents you know, it was very much go to college, get a blue collar job and, you know, work that job and make sure you have 401k and IRA set up and you buy a house, get married and have kids and all these things. And now it's completely different with the internet. And really the world is kind of at your fingertips. You can do whatever you want, build whatever business or work in whatever industry you would like. I mean, it's, it's plentiful out there, which is why I don't understand the whole like unemployment epidemic, but I get it too, because not everybody is an inventor or a creator. Some people do need that structure of that Monday through Friday, nine to five, where there's people like me and I'm like, I can't do it. (laughs) I've tried and it only lasts for so long. (laughs) It's not, it's also not easy, right? The life of an entrepreneur is not easy. If Uh, you haven't had your entrepreneur breakdowns, you're not an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm going to be broke. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that is the life of 99% of entrepreneurs, right? Like we're all just running around, just trying to figure out how we can possibly make it to the next income. (laughs) It's true. And you know, for us in the yoga world, a lot of it is about clarity. So if you don't have that clarity, you can't see the vision of where you want to go. Yeah. And, and, and how you want to, um, track the path that's there. If you hear a little noise, I live near the Burbank airport. So. <laughs> There's no, it's real nice when yeah. you're trying to film yoga videos. <laughs> yeah. like, well, Test your editing you. skills. Yeah, exactly. Capture noise print and edit yeah. that. <laughs> what, what initially brought you to yoga? Uh, let's see. I, I went to school in Jacksonville, Florida. I went through a really, really breakup and I went from singing and dancing on cruise ships for 10 years, not just cruise ships, but I had a 10 year career singing and dancing okay. since I was 16. And, um, you make quite a bit of money doing that. And then I went and decided I'm going to do physical therapy and decided on school there. And I was just in a really rough place and I saw Eat, Pray, Love and I'm sobbing, sitting there going, I need yoga. (laughs) So I, uh, there's a studio in Jacksonville, Florida that I ended up training at and I went to my first class there and it lit me back up because I hadn't been singing and dancing for a few years. So that was my safe haven and I needed and craved that movement, but it was like suffering a death, not doing it anymore. So yoga was the thing that I was like. Oh my God, I'm back in my body and I don't have to be on. I don't have to please anybody. I don't have to showboy it out. Like yeah. I just show up on my mat and it was this beautiful sense of community and come as you are. So that really just like shifted so many gears in my brain because 
like living in LA and, and being in the entertainment world, you're always on, you're always just like trying to get that job and impress somebody in 30 seconds. And here's my resume and my first conversation. And it wasn't like that. People didn't care. Yeah. Don't care if I can stand on my head. They don't care if I fall over. They're just like, good job. (laughs) (laughs) So it really just, I felt human again Mm because I felt just kind of lost yeah, that's that's really interesting. And and you your focus really is yoga and and more specifically or or broadly depending on how we're we're focusing the lens, like the physical movement practice in 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 a in a broader or more specific pattern, right? Like and that expression of the human body and what c- Expressing the cap- the physical capabilities of the human body is is a huge portion of what being human is about. Absolutely. And, well, we have to move to survive. Yeah. You know, I tell people motion is lotion and, and, you know, you have to keep moving or that's it. Like, I mean, I've seen people come out of the hospital when I see them at home, they can barely stand up from a chair. And it's not just 80-year-olds. I've seen 30-year-olds who were hospital bedridden and can barely get up. It is taxing. It's exhausting. And, um, you don't realize how fast the body can become weak. And, um, it was initially the yoga was to help the PT, but it kind of flip flopped. And I was like, I'm actually really good at teaching yoga. I was like, Oh, let's see where this goes. And, and I, you know, it kind of morphed and transformed. And now it's in this place of where I want to educate instructors, deeper on the body, how it works, because I'm seeing so many like, uh, injuries, hypermobility, like people pushing past their ranges of motion and say, Oh, well, eventually I'll get there. Well, maybe not. That's a bony block. You don't push into that. Yeah. You're flipping through your joint capsule. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't what you're seeing on Instagram. Stop yeah. it. Go yeah. where you can go that where you feel open and spacious and you kind of ring out the gnarl and all the stagnant tissues. So Anyway, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Uh, I, I feel like there's there's so much potential in um, social media, and at the same time, there's there's so much danger that we're not really uh, being 100% appreciative of, um, especially in the yogic world, where you know yoga. There's there's a physical component to yoga, but there's also a significant amount of benefit in in the internal practice. And if we make it all external and we we just try to pull off a, a trick, uh, we're missing a lot. We're we're tricking ourselves um, into being yogis, right? Just because we can see it in our head doesn't necessarily mean we're a yogi. It's true. You're an acrobat. Yeah. Yeah. An acrobat. <laughs> I know plenty of those because I was in <laughs> shows for many, many years. I know many acrobats. So I'm like, when all that was coming out and I was seeing a lot of that Instagram, I'm like, okay, I've seen this a million times yeah. before. What yeah. else? Right. And it's the instructors that I love, like my best friend, Sadie Nardini, who is about the practice and empowerment. Shiva Ray, who is fantastic. Um, Sean Korn, there's message behind it. It's not just about the physical practice and the asana. Like they could care less about standing on their head or bending themselves and wrapping their legs behind their head. By all means, if that's your practice and that gets you to the mat, I'm not going to hate on anybody for that. But it just becomes, I think, on social media. And I do use it from a business standpoint. Spread my message. 
but I'm also not just delivering self gratification. Like, Hey, look at me and here's my leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, like I, I, that like the half naked photos and you know, I'm like, I pretty much know what all your anatomy looks like now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it kind of becomes uh, a bit much for me when I see that and I'd rather see, there you go, helicopter. <laughs> Sorry. That's all good. But um, I, I really appreciate the people out there who have not really done yoga and they're reaching out and they're really excited about it because they look at some of these people who are extreme. And they're like, well, it looks beautiful and amazing. For sure. It's super intimidating and it can bring up a lot of body issues and, and just it can pull people away instead of bringing them to the practice when this is something that could really honestly – save a lot of lives and yeah, benefit for sure so there's i think you're i think you're in an interesting position to to answer this um why do you think because you have a you have a whole series designed yoga for men right i do why do you think yoga was a practice designed by men for men and somehow along the way uh men stop practicing and if you look at the typical population in a yoga class it's generally 80 20 in a a good ratio more often than not it's in a 90 10 ratio why do you think that is you know and i hold, i wrote a whole article about it on theyogi.com okay. about why guys don't practice and the excuses behind it um I think it it didn't become popular until the last maybe 10 years. Like it really, really blew up with like Lululemon and Aloe and all these, like it just started really, really popping up all over the place. Yoga was just kind of this thing that you're like, eh, it's kind of weird. I think it's just stretching. Like I wasn't going to do it. I was like, I've been a dancer my whole life. Like why would I pay for a stretching class? That's yeah. stupid. And then when I saw what it was about, so there's been way more resources. Now we have social media. We have all these things that make it more popular. But movement practices tend to be more popular among the female population. Dance classes, jazzercise. Think of uh, like, uh, what's his name? Richard Simmons. Yeah, like, yeah. The predominant, like Suzanne Summers, thigh master, like that was in every household. So women are more apt to be into fitness and movement where guys are like, oh, I don't care that much. Like getting my male patients to do exercises is like pulling teeth unless they're military and then they're awesome okay. because do what they're told. It's so great. But a lot of people just aren't that I don't see men as interested in their bodies unless it's like machismo. Like I'm going to the gym yeah. and I'm going to yeah. go and press 150 pounds on my first day and I've never lifted a weight in my life. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Don't do that. Learn how to move your body functionally. It has to have a completely different packaging and a different approach when it's the male mind because there's a masculinity element involved. Like they're like, well, I don't want to look gay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gay. Big freaking deal. Yeah. Like it's yeah. 2018. Get over it. For sure. For <laughs> well, sure. Like, so what? You can actually meet if you're a single guy. That's the best place for you to go as a yoga class because you might meet a woman who's more balanced and trying to get herself straight, and you're trying to get yourself straight. For sure. And you meet somewhere in the middle, and there's more apt to be a sense of community and an openness than just being at a bar. Yeah. So I just feel like guys need that. Like, hey, it's good for mobility. Hey, give me the straight facts and the benefits. Then, like, oh, I'm going to get an amazing 
booty because of it or whatnot. For sure. And I think so many are interested in it. They just, A, don't know where to start, don't have enough information about it. And there's a lot of, there's weird fears wrapped around. Yeah. There's a lot of weird fears. Man, like, like it demasculinizes you or it makes you look weak. And I'm like, actually, it makes you more powerful because you're more balanced in your mind. Yeah. You're able to be a better father, a better lover, a better friend, a better, you know, brother, wh- whatever role we play in it's present in our current life. Like it, it allows you to just be a better person overall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's I mean, it's it's such a powerful tool and there are very few tools that that really do make you a better person and and yoga is definitely one of them it's it's interesting i mean i i I, as you were talking i thought about one of the things that i think is probably a a component to this is just group classes tend to to be scary for men because then they're women don't have this this natural inclination or they have less of a natural inclination i believe towards competition and when you when you put someone in a group setting uh they're, they're you're just naturally inclined to give yourself a, a comparison to the room and and yoga's right obviously obviously hopefully yoga's not about comparison your practice should never leave your mat but if it does bring it back <laughs> but I, th- I think the group component could be a portion does. you'll always see the guy that's like popping into 50 million handstands and doing all the advanced tricky stuff and yeah. I'm like, that's cool because you know some people are just about their practice but it's especially here in la when you go to classes and there are some like insta famous yogis out here and whatnot and you're like good lord I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine with just my straight up, like standard issue vinyasa. Like that's good enough for me. Can I do the other stuff? Can I press to handstand? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it doesn't offer me any extra benefit. It's just cool. I can do it. Well, yeah, yeah I tumble. I had to when I was a dancer, <laughs> but I know what it does to your body and it wreaks havoc. And even at 30, you start feeling the cricks and the creaks and the little like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It? what is that? I'm like, I do yoga. I shouldn't feel that, but it doesn't matter. It, it's just the aging process of the body and healthy movement can also save the joints. So anyway, I'm getting a little preachy. No, it's, I think it's, it's, I think it's important that people hear it quite honestly, right? Like your, your movement practice should be supporting you. And if your movement practice, no matter what it is, is creating is creating obstacles for your your future movement, you're you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. And I mean, I've seen every single one of these amazing like acro and arm balance like um, like guru teachers, and they've all had an injury or two. Yeah, I have to say, in the six years that I've been practicing yoga, I've never had an injury, not once. Yeah. Cool. No strains, no anything. I just paid close attention to my body. And I'm not saying that all yogis do that, but it's with any form of physical exercise. Like we're at risk. You can go out for a run and twist your ankle because your ankles weren't strengthened enough or you didn't do your mobility work or your stretching before and warm yeah. up issues. So I, you know, I'm, I don't want to poo poo on anybody because that's not yogic. Yeah. Uh, there's too much of that already. So I don't want to sure. 
you handstand people are ridiculous. <laughs> no, because they also reach such a, a different demographic that brings people to the practice and then people start off strong and then they start to pull back. So mm-hmm. you have to give people time to grow and evolve and change or else that wouldn't be fair. For sure. Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole life journey, right? Just grow as you go. It's hard though. It's hard not to like jump on that train with everybody else and like, I'm so sick of this and I'm so sick of that. Cause I do, I do see it a lot on, on social media and people like hate my stuff and they're like, yeah, I got shred for men. This is stupid. Like you should see the comments. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm yeah. a cancer. I'm sensitive. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> We're all going to reach the right people and there's enough in the world. And I just stay pretty true to intention of trying to help as many people in the world as I can for a reasonable rate and price because yoga has become very expensive and private sessions, unless you can afford them are pricey. Even a copay for physical therapy is expensive and people can't afford a lot of that. So, you know, I love daily own because they offer things at a, um, pay what you can option. That was something that was very attractive to me. Cool. It's making it. Yeah. I'm over talking. No, not at all. I, I, I do think it's really important. Um, you know, life is expensive, and and I think you have to decide where where you're where you are willing to spend your your money. In the end, I think we, we all, one way or the other, are going to spend our money on our on our self care, right? So we're either going to take care of ourselves while we're living. Or we're going to get to a point where we're taking care of ourselves just to keep ourselves alive. And it's a it's a really frustrating final 20 to 30 years of our life. So one way or the other, you're going to spend that money. You're either going to give it to a hospital or you're going to you're going to spend a little bit along the way. It's just how it is. It's true. It's true. You know, I it's so interesting to see people. In the physical therapy field, that's the, the beautiful thing of, of what I get to do is that I see, I've seen every pretty much pathology you can see Yeah. in a patient setting, in the home care setting. You know, I see what happens to people's bodies when they're aging or when they've been injured. And I'm like, had you been doing this, this, and this 10 years prior, five years prior, your, your outcomes would have been 10 times faster, or you might not even be in this situation. Yeah. So, um, you know, I do tell people, I'm like, this is not just a one-off, like we do therapy for a little while, or we do your yoga practice for a little while, and that's it. It's This is a daily thing. This has to keep going for a long period of time, because this is just like maintenance in your car. Yeah. It's like yeah. taking care of your house. It's the same thing. So the thing that people don't do, they don't go and get body work from a skilled body worker, which is incredibly important. Yeah had my hands on so many bodies and I'm like, you need work. Like can't go home with you. So you've got to do something outside of here. I'll give you as many tools as you can. Um, and then I'm like, you need a movement practice. And a lot of people like PT is kind of boring for a lot of people. Yeah. But valuable. And there's amazing physical therapists and chiropractors and body workers out there and amazing yoga instructors who do therapeutic yoga and can teach that. And, um, bring people to that same level that a therapist can bring them. Yeah. So I think it's incredible. It is. 
It is incredible. It's a very powerful tool. I I always look at it. I I wish that people who really desire their um, children to play sports would start their children with a yoga practice because the the amount of damage you do to your body as you grow up playing sports is it's it's unfathomable and it's crazy that you could take care of all these things and never have these problems absolutely well that concussion rate yeah alone <laughs> yeah alone you know, it's contact sports for sure um I, you know, and I think it is really important for our youth and not, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint Without a doubt. It's first now, because I'm like, I'm kind of glad that I grew up when the internet was coming out. It's true. Like true. when Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and all of them were coming out and like hit clips was the first like MP3 player, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, my iPhone was a light bright. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we didn't have that. So you know, with the cyberbullying and the pressures, it's now now the social pressures of girls having to be more sexual at a younger age or be perceived as that and guys having to be a certain way. It's I mean, I look at my nieces and nephews and I'm like, oh, my God, like, thank God my brothers and sisters are on them because the stuff that they see and have access to is unreal. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think depression rates and stress and when we see suicide, school shootings all those things, we, they, there's no coping mechanisms because it's just this, um, it's like created the me monster. Do you know what I mean? I know we're kind of being a, a bit political, but I feel like, and I know they're like, oh, yoga doesn't fix everything. I'm like, but it sure helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may not fix everything, but it certainly helps. There's no, you can't make an argument that it doesn't help and it might fix everything. <laughs> what is What is something... Right? What is something everyone needs to live a balanced life? Sleep. Sleep is a great one. Sleep, um, a healthy movement practice, and good eating. They need to. People need an education about food and eating well. I was very lucky to be raised in two restaurants and a bakery. My family's Sicilian. Yeah. So I yeah. ate really good food, and I got education about food. But you have families out there where – you know, McDonald's is the only thing that they can afford because it's yeah. cheap yeah. and easy and that's all people know. So they never get a taste for what like mixed green salad tastes like or steamed broccoli or just beautiful, beautiful pieces of nourishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think I think what we should bring into schools, which would be amazing, is a meditation practice. Start the day with five minutes of Kids closing their eyes and taking them through either a visualization exercise and getting their minds set for the day and having them begin to calm down. If that was a just a thing, just like we got up, remember we got up and did the Pledge of Allegiance every day. You yeah. knew yeah. the bell would ring and it's time for Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody rise, put your hand on your heart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. That could be pretty powerful. Yeah, that would that would certainly change that would certainly change a lot of things. And you think about, I mean, five to ten minutes a day would would drastically change what's happening in the world. I try to get five to ten minutes in. It's hard sometimes, and I I know the days that I forget because I'm just kind of not quite there. Yeah. I'm running like running on half full. Yeah. So it it is really powerful, and not enough people are doing it or know about it or trust that it's going to work. I, I, you know what it is? It's a, it's a hard sell. Yoga is a hard, hard sell. sell. 
meditation's a hard sell. Health is a hard sell. Without a doubt. All of it. Nobody wants to do anything healthy. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily fun. And meditation, right? You can't really show off your meditation practice. Uh, Generally, it takes a significant amount of time to to see the benefits. Um, But if you can touch it, if you can get there somehow, and I'm really... I'm actually 40 days in tomorrow to this 42 minute a day practice. And um, it is, it's been, it's been transformative in a way that I never really could have imagined. And the, 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 the practice itself, uh, it, it immediately clicked with me. So that, that made it something that um, I could connect with. But I've never had this same meditative experience that I've had here. I've, I've, I've been able to touch this, but never consistently. And, and now I just have access to a new place that I didn't even know existed before. Nice. And, and that, that's available to everybody, right? That's the amazing thing. It's available to everybody. We just have to develop the tools to get there. Absolutely. Well, it's just like even like your, your asana practice. Like when you come in at yoga for the first time, I didn't know any of the movements or anything about it. Luckily, being a dancer, I can pretty much pick it up. Yeah. But it's still you're still like rubbernecking it around and looking yeah. at everybody and being like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, my- for sure. For sure. I put my left foot, where, where's my knee going? And so it's, it's a bit of fumbling, but I I think if people allow themselves to fumble a little bit, because you want to be good at it right away. We all want to like, like we've been doing it for 20 years, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not the case. So I, like you're saying, going back to what you're saying is that it's when there's been a period of time and the number one word I use with everybody, consistency, consistency, Consistency. Yeah. It's like my cheerleader word. Like, consist- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what makes all the difference. Physical therapy doesn't work. Your yoga practice doesn't work. Meditation doesn't work if you're not making that time for it. Diet doesn't work. N- nothing works if you don't do it consistently. <laughs> yeah. Marriage doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. A relationship doesn't work if you're not consistent. For sure. Because no, no one invests in that. Even if like a business partner or a business, if you're not consistent with your customers, they're like, we're done. Yeah. Bye. For sure. The trust is lost and that's it. And you don't get that back. It's very true. What's, what's one thing that everyone should get rid of to, to live a healthy, balanced life? Shooting all over themselves. Mm, Yeah. I should do that or I should do that. How about I am going to do that? I am doing that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a big difference because it is scary starting stuff. Like I've been procrastinating this whole week. I'm filming my new course, but <laughs> it's just creativity wise. And just, I've been traveling a lot and I'm tired. So I'm like, maybe it's just time to reset, get back into life. Instead of being like, I should be filming every day. I should be writing stuff down. I should be editing. I should, I should, I should, I should. And it just takes you lower and lower and lower and lower and all I want to do is like lay on the couch and watch TV and not think about anything and scroll through Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not productive. Shooting is not productive. Like what are you going to do? What are you currently doing? 
if you really focused on that, like you're like, like you said, you're like, I am working on my meditation practice. I am doing, I'm up to 40, was it 41, 43, 40 days tomorrow, 42 minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a hell yeah. You know, like, yeah. is it a hell yeah or a hell no? Cause it's one or the other. It isn't an in between for sure. So I, I feel like that's the one thing that can really, um, change direction for people, whether they connect with that, you know, saying or metaphor. Yeah. Um, everybody connects with something different, yeah. but I noticed that's one of my, my things that I catch myself doing and I'm like, stop that. Yeah. So, that, that's the negative self-talk component thing. It just gets in people's way. Um, and it, it's really unnecessary. Uh, it's like a trick that we've, we play on ourselves. It's so true. If, if you had to, if you had to choose, is it more important that you do what you love or you love what you're doing? Hmm. Do what you love, love what you're doing. Oh, it's such a loaded question because it's kind of both. <laughs> yeah, it is for I sure. Think loving, I think it's loving what I do, whether it be teaching or filming or singing or spending time with my friends and my family, like that I'm not in a place where I don't feel as valuable to me or um, that is like depleting me. Like I, I had to leave the healthcare world for a while and that's just something I did recently because it was just – really, really draining me and, and getting really heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that people need help. Um, I love being a therapist. I'm very grateful for it. I've helped a lot of people. My patients have really liked me, but it's the, uh, the bureaucracy behind it and the healthcare world and the money and the, you know, people pushing to do things that I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's not okay. And, um, yeah. The, just ungratefulness as well, not feeling very appreciated for all that you're you're putting in and showing up, even when you're tired, not feeling well. Um, you know, it goes back to like filling your cup. Yeah, you you really do. And and um, you know, I know I understand that people may not always be in a position to just be like, well, I'm going to go into work and throw double birds out and be like, I'm out. Yeah. But sometimes you get to that point where you do, and I've gotten to those points before. And I always landed on my feet. Yeah. But I made sure that I just didn't sit home and go, well, what am I going to do now? I'm like, well, time to get looking for a different job or a different direction or yeah. start yeah. talking to people who will inspire you. So yeah. it just has to go back to I started loving what I was doing as a, as a physical therapist. And now I, I love teaching more. I found that I love educating and helping people and seeing those lights turn on because that's always what I was for patients anyway. It was – um, it's teaching. Yeah. Physical therapy is a lot of teaching and education and moving the body and empowering your patients to take control of their health, just as I'm empowering teachers to take control of their classes and empower their students. Mm-hmm. Empowered teachers produce empowered students. Yeah, for sure. And an empowered world is what we need. Amen, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> it's It's interesting because... Oftentimes that day when you go in and you tell the terrible person who's been ruining your life, who's your boss, that they can stick it and you're gone, oftentimes those become the best days in your life, right? Like, 
we, we as humans feel like we don't have these choices. We get stuck in these things that sh- we work our whole lives to get these jobs that we, when we took the job, we didn't take a job because we thought it was going to be terrible. Like it was exciting. Like you called the people you care and love about and told them that you got this job. You were thrilled. And then a year later, six years later, 10 years later, whatever, it feels like a trap. So it's the same exact experience, but all of a sudden our mind has made it a trap. So if it's a trap that we've created ourselves, we can leave anytime we want. And that you can leave two ways, right? You can leave by deciding that you love it again, or you can leave by saying, hey, there's the door and I'm leaving and not coming back in that door. But it's a trap that we've created for ourselves. Our whole life is. I think a lot of it is, it's guilt. For sure. It's very, you know, a lot of it is very guilt-based. Like, I mean, (laughs) I was raised Catholic. (laughs) It's all (laughs) guilt-based. I hate to say it, but it is, you know? It's like, oh, I got to go repent. So like, oh God. Yeah. Uh, You you know, but that's, that's the thing because it's, it's a guilt for like letting people down, letting, letting, uh, your patients down, letting your family down, especially people who are married, have kids, things like that. With, I'm with single. Everything. I don't have as much to lose yeah. as other yeah. people would. So it's a bit different. The dynamics are different. But um, I think it's also very empowering because you can also show your family that I've got this. Just believe in me. Stick by me because I can't be the man that I need to be or the woman that I need to be to, and I can't show up because I'm not being my authentic self. And it comes back to authenticity. And those were empowering days when I left those jobs, because I was constantly on the phone complaining to friends and just being like, I just feel so stuck. And, you know, I was like, it's not the patients, it's the companies and what they're asking. And I don't like, I just feel like I'm being raped and being used as a healthcare provider. And, um, it, and, you know, in school, they kind of are like, you know, you got to watch out a little bit for some companies because they will do that. They'll push and push and push and push and push and push. And, you know, you can't turn out the best quality care when you're stressed out and you're just running on empty because they're just running you through the mill. Without a doubt. Uh, at the end of the day, in corporate America and in, in the world we live in today, it's all about numbers and money. It's not about people or even sometimes patient care. Mm-hmm. It's like, Bare, they don't care if you give bare minimum, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, I don't want to participate in that. Yeah. And I encourage other people not to participate in that or to change the dynamic if they do. Yeah. And start setting healthy boundaries with that. Because we as healthcare providers, these companies have no business if they have no providers. For sure. Same for yoga teachers. For like sure. I know there's a lot coming out, but quality yoga teachers that put that extra effort in that um, go to the trainings, they learn from some of the best, they do the anatomy, they do, they teach amazing classes and they're still being taken advantage of and abused. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, change the dynamic because those are the ones that are changing lives and keeping the people coming to the studios and whatnot. So, you know, I would like to see more of that dynamic changing yeah. and that, that people start owning that authenticity and what makes them, um, happy and fulfilled as opposed to what they should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the shoulds the shoulds are really tough, right? Because in in that case they're almost all societal. 
Right? Like society tells me I should do this. Totally. That's that's a hard that's a that's a bigger a bigger pressure than I personally tell me I should be doing this. <laughs> I'm telling you, it really is. Because you don't want to disappoint. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us, like, who wants to be known as the person that doesn't have their self together? For sure. Nobody. Said nobody ever. For sure. <laughs> what, on that note, what's, what, what would you say is your greatest achievement? What is my greatest achievement? Um, you know, my greatest achievement would have, would have to be releasing the courses that I've released on daily own so far anyway, especially the 14 days final reset, just because the feedback has been unbelievable and outstanding. So many people from all over the world have reached out to me. They've told me that it's changed their lives. Like it's finally an approach that they can use for their neck and back. And, you know, people, chronic back pain is prevalent. A lot of people have it and I've seen it firsthand in the clinic. So I know how detrimental it is. It affects everything. It affects your work life, affects your sleep, it affects your sex life, relationships. Pain is serious. Yeah. So, you know, my whole goal, like I said, my intention was just to reach as many people as possible with what I know and help them. So that's kind of been my biggest achievement. It's not like, oh, I want to make so much money. I want to be famous. I could really care less about being famous. I would have been a pop star instead, which was really close to happening. Um, you know, it was one of the two go to LA and be a pop star or go back to PT school. And I chose the different, you know, this route. Yeah. And, um, it was way more fulfilling. I feel like a better man and a stronger man because I have that knowledge and I, you can't take me and the lives that I've affected. It's, it's been really, really beautiful. And I think that's what life is about is just being of service to others and watching people grow and evolve and being a part of that process. Yeah. helping helping everyone around you grow it just it feels good it's satisfying it more people should get get interested in that i I think i think people miss out on I, i think people are scared to experience that because they feel like when you're giving away it's it's taking away from you but the reality is the more you give away the 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 more filled you are if you're doing it the right way. I must feel like it's a boomerang. Like you throw it out and yeah. then it comes back. It like yeah, collects, yeah. you know, and it just hits whatever it hits and then it slings on back yeah. and then you throw it out again. Um, you know, you always have to, and I always come from a place if I want to give more than I'm always getting, but I'm, I'm coming more towards that balance of give and take, like yeah. temperance, yeah. you know, a yeah. little, little bit. Like I fill your cup, you fill my cup, you fill, you know, and it, and it has to be, it has to be that way in it's and it's everything in my relationships in my relationship with myself, even what I'm doing online. Like I'm not always trying to sell people. If anything, I want to educate yeah. and be known as an educator, not just like some random dude who's trying to sell yoga, like hawk yoga. Yeah. yeah. Courses. For sure. Like that's really not what it's about. Yeah. Cause that just happened naturally when people see value in, in what I'm doing. So that's, like secondary it's how can i educate myself further and how much more can i put out in the world that people find they're like man this worked i loved this yeah because there are other people that i follow out there in the world that i'm like i love him i love her i was like they put out such great stuff and they're they're wonderful for doing that and almost more than they should yeah it's kind of it's kind of nice like we're in such a great time right now 
So if you can't take care of yourself, there's a problem because you have every opportunity and every YouTube video or resource to get the help that you need with any of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so true. I mean, every everything is available to us right now. And oh we we as a as a general populace always are spending spending so much time telling ourselves that we don't have the time. And if you don't have the time for you, then why? Why why are you doing this at all? If you don't have time for yourself, don't participate in the game anymore cuz it's you're you've lost <laughs> back to you know it but it's true you're so right like it it is because you get stuck in the pattern and then before you know it you don't even know what's happening to you yeah, i mean that's how yeah. abuse patterns start and just it's every it's all really those negative a, things all those things you're so accurate about it it's like the it's it's like boiling the frog right you slowly turn up the temperature and the, the frog never notices we we do that to ourselves all the time. It's a really good analogy, actually. <laughs> like, just some things like swirled in my head. I was like, "Ooh, I need to turn the heat down." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm like kind of doing that to myself a little bit." <laughs> Where do so, you see yoga in ten years? Hopefully, less sexualized. <laughs> um, I I would love to see yoga. Is it what what would I how how would I love to see it or where do I think it's going to go? Either one. How about both? I would love to see it be put in more schools as um as a substitute for not not just PE class but but just as a social skills and a help like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, is an authenticity training. Uh, there's so much bullying and abuse. I mean, I, I'm a victim of abuse and physical abuse and probably every other form of abuse. We won't go into that, but, um, I was tortured in school. People were really nasty to me and mean, and I never understood it because I just wanted to be liked and I was nice to everybody. I sang and danced. I was good at it. Like I wasn't a sports person. I tried, but it's just not my bag. I can do gymnastics. I can sing, I can dance. That was my, my thing. And it was a really, really hard period. It was very isolating, very lonely. And you do see more shootings. You do see more depression. And it's not just in our schools. It's in our adult lives because it carries over. Yeah. So I, I feel like if I had yoga earlier on and that level of movement, thank God I had dance, I really feel like there's more lives that can be saved and changed. And not just saved because that seems a bit like being a martyr, but it it is, it's just, it's allowing people, empowering people to change their lives and change their situations and change coping mechanisms and and whatnot. And that can produce confident, more authentic adults later on in the world when they get out into the real world. Cause a lot of kids come out and they're like, Oh wait, you got to hand me everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. I was like, we had to work. (laughs) Oh my God. I was working at seven. They're like, Hey, do you want to come help? And little did I know it was free child labor. Thanks a lot, dad. (laughs) But it told, it taught me organization. It taught me business. It taught me customer service skills that really made a big difference in my life later on. And not to bring this on me, but circling back to yoga, I, I just feel like it should be something that is 
natural, like brushing your teeth. You're like, oh, I've got to do yoga. That would be amazing to see. And I, I do see yoga becoming more and more commercialized. I see it going more online. A lot of people are going online now because it's reaching. And so that market is getting saturated. But I would really like to see more educated teachers coming out and better trainings coming out that are not just a 200 thrown together with 20 hours of anatomy and you're moving a body. Yeah. It's like being a trainer and getting a weekend certification. It's, it's not enough. Yeah. Too many pathologies. There's too many things that are happening with people's bodies. You never know what they're coming to your floor with. And that, you know, you, there's gotta be more supportive speech and permissive language to allow people to be wherever they are and to be really safe. And if something doesn't feel good, you're like, okay, let's chill it out. And here's, and more specialized, offering people more education. So I would like to see it go in that realm where we can also marry the yoga with the medical field. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want both. Yeah, they, 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 they go together so well, and um, they're, they're separated so strongly right now. It's one or the other. It's very linear yeah. or not. And even yoga practices now, they're very linear. They're very stringent on like, like Ashtangis are only one way. And it's just, there's certain practices and there's a rigidity. And I'm like, I don't teach anywhere near like that. Everything is moving and flowy and liquid. We're 70% water. You've got to move through the entire joint. You can't just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. uh, uh, uh. It just puts people back in that box and back in those patterns where they're just wearing and grinding into joints. And a lot of teachers don't know that stuff. Physical therapists know that, but they don't know how to marry the yoga together because they don't practice unless they are practicing yogi. There are some out there in the world that are amazing that I follow that I'm like, I love you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go train with you because why not? Yeah. But I I would love to see that happening. And I think it's going to. I think we're right on the cusp of that being pushed into more medical programs, being pushed into more therapeutic programs and also like inserted into schools because we're seeing more research that's supporting it, even in the prison systems. Mm. How amazing. Yeah, like no doubt. Every time I see stuff like that on Facebook, I am like rooting for those people that are out there putting that out in the world and, and volunteering. They're not even being paid for it. Yeah, no doubt. It was, it's, it's an amazing service to offer for sure. Yeah. Who, who has been, who's been your greatest like influencer or mentor? My bestie, Sadie Nardini. Okay. I, um, my life evolved so much after meeting her. Like I was always, I already had stuff going in Florida. I was traveling, teaching workshops. I was a Lululemon ambassador. And, um, you know, I'd asked Lululemon if they would support me going down to the yoga journal conference. Cause I just had a feeling like something big was going to happen. I needed to be around people who are doing what I wanted to do, which was more headlining as a yoga teacher. Like you can take the boy off the stage, but you can't take the stage out of the boy <laughs> type thing. Um, cause I knew it's, I had something to offer and I ended up running into her at a restaurant. I didn't, we didn't actually meet. My friends told me about her and they were, they're like, Oh, you love her. She's really big on anatomy and biomechanics. Like you should check her out. And I was like, I just loved her style with the bleach blonde mohawk. I was like, you're like the white Grace Jones. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she was just this really rad chick. And um, then I bumped into her in, a, in an elevator and we ended up just talking and we clicked. I mean, we were like, and it's kind of been that way ever since. And I reached out to her and said, hey, do you need an anatomy instructor for your trainings? And she was like, yeah, I would love that. And we just forged this friendship and now we're family. I mean, I was just in Mexico with her visiting and, you know, we did the yoga shred teacher trainings together, which were super successful and just people loved it. It's just that next level of yoga where you can get your fitness and your yoga combined together and people feel really empowered by it. Plus she's just an amazing empowerment speaker for both women and men, but also a voice for yoga instructors. So it, it blows my mind sometimes to sit back and watch her work and listen to her. And I'm like, this is my best friend. And she's really freaking cool. <laughs> she gets so much to so many people and has lifted me up and helped my career and get my message out there because she believes in what I do and has kept me with her to rise. And I think it's very much like that is finding people in your life who are, you know, for lack of better words, like badasses who go yeah. out and are, doing big things in the world. They're not staying around low energy people and they're encouraging everyone else around them, including themselves and empowering others. So it's really, it's really important to have those people around. I've been very grateful for that, but I've also on the other end had people who wanted to just diminish me and claw me down as well. So it's that sense of discernment of who's, who's the not, who's not the right ones for you, even though they seem like they should be. But yeah. they're not. Yeah. And the ones that you're like, oh, I feel amazing. Like I can take on the world. So she's probably been in a long – all my answers are super long. But uh, yeah. she's been like my big mentor and I'm, I'm super, super grateful for that. Yet those people, people who are confident enough in themselves to, to, help, to help boost other people are just so valuable. Uh, that it seems like more and more it's becoming this i instead of building myself up i'll tear you down uh and, and that is that, that's a really dangerous it's a really dangerous um personality type to get intermingled with uh, because the moment the moment you start to be successful you're going to have then someone attacking you and uh yeah, <laughs> I've got some of the comments. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Sadie's like, well, you know, you've made it when you've got negative trolls coming out after you. She's like, you should hear some of the stuff people say to me. I'm like, all right, well, get used to it. But it's it is true because we're in that, and especially in the yoga world, we're seeing a lot of that of yeah. just people ripping each other to and from, yeah. you know, A to B. Yeah. About every little thing um and on social media because they're behind a screen like get a life it's it's really it's so interesting to me i mean i i I think i see it most intensely from my perspective in like food discussions which the the amount of people fighting about what you should and shouldn't eat is um pretty comedic to me it's like worry about what you eat and then everybody else can worry about what they eat and then life will be pretty good. Like you, you have no, there's no business. You don't, you're not on someone else's plate. So who cares? You're not going to eat their food. Done. Move on. Well, and I think too, like I know for Sadie and I, we make 
we make suggestive. It's all suggestive. I'm not a dietitian. One of my good friends is, and I always conference with her before I give out any sort of related diet advice, but I know what I eat. I know how my body's responded to it. Um, in addition to exercise and whatnot, um, you know, and I've had people like attack me on something like, you don't know what you're talking about. And this is this, and this is that. And I'm like, it's just suggestive. I'm not yeah, saying I'm yeah. the be-all, end-all guru of plant-based eating. I'm just saying incorporate more plants Yeah, because it's healthy. Eat living food. Like that's that's it. Yeah. If, and I am the first person to be like, if I'm incorrect about this, please correct me. Let me let me know and I will change it and namaste. Let's move forward. <laughs> but uh, like you're correct, right? Like you're correct. This is This is your perspective on eating. So your perspective is correct. And if somebody else wants to say all you should eat is meat, fine. They're correct too from their perspective. I, I just – I find the dogmatic like my way is right thing um, to be troubling right now because who – A, who who cares who's right? In the end, we're, we're all worm food. Like so that's the, that's the one thing we know. In the end, worms are going to get to eat us. <laughs> so you're fighting over what worms are going to eat at some point in the future. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's so true. It is true because then everybody fights about uh, like yoga and how it should be and then this lineage and this is post-traditional and this is that. I'm like, my thing is, is I will always err on the side of science. Yeah. We have research. There's reasons why there's research. There's reasons why we go to PT school and chiropractic school to learn everything we can because we can't work on bodies without having that education. So I'm always going to err on what I've learned and look at it and see, does it work or does it not? And that's each person's thing to decide too. Does this work for you or does it not? Here, here's all these options. Here's this education. You make what you can of it. And do you trust the person that that is coming from, that they have the knowledge, that they have the training, that they have the experience as well, you know, and there, there you go, you know? And at the end of the day, even with even, like, there's nothing perfect for everyone, right? So even if if something works for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population, you could possibly be that point zero zero one percent that it doesn't work for. Find what works for you, and do that, and do it consistently, and your life will be pretty good. Absolutely, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, you know, uh, I got this piece of advice this past year. And it was just stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you can look at everybody else and what they're doing. And, and I do that too because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the market and what's out there because I want to provide something that's different. I don't want to just be a watered-down version of somebody else. But what can I provide that's different than it's out there? Of course, I'm me. I'm different than everybody else. That's, yeah. There's the case in point right there. But it really is about just staying in your own lane and that – I'm not the handstand guru teacher. Can I teach you how to get into handstands? Yes, but it's not my bag where you've got people who that's all they do. So I refer out. I was like, why don't you check out such and such's videos or go to this person's class or, you know, somebody that I know deals with those things specifically. I'm always referring out. I don't want to do take on all of it. Like, here's what I'm good at. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good with anatomy. I'm good with getting your body functionally moving and increasing your, your mobility and healing from pain and dysfunction yeah. naturally with yoga. Whereas like, 
you know, like, Hey, go check out Patrick beach, go check out Dylan Warner, go, um, you know, Anna Douglas, people like that, that I, I see out there that I'm like, wow, you guys are freaking awesome. Yeah. Like I love the stuff that, that you can do and, and you're going to reach a demographic of people that are hungry for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really try to, your always first instinct is to like poo poo on people and be like, this is like, enjoy it, enjoy it while you got it. But <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to that because I don't want people doing that to me mm-hmm. and what I'm trying to put out in the world. So you know, Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. <laughs> yeah. Hard, though. It's hard, though. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Don't be mean girls, Tristan. Don't be mean <laughs> girls. <laughs> uh, okay, last couple questions for you. If, sure. if you could know, if you could know the total truth to one question, what would you ask? Total truth to one question. What would you ask? I, oh, what would this one be? It's a hard one. It is a very hard one. <laughs> I've got these tough questions. <laughs> I just like to save all the really hard ones for the end. Yeah, I think I, think I would ask, the question I would ask is, is like homosexuality really like a religious abomination and, and things like that? Because there's so many different forms of it. Yeah. And yeah. being a gay man, like you have to question these things and there's so many, it hits your masculinity. It hits all these, yeah. like, yeah. it can really be a, a mind, you know yeah. what? Yeah. And, um, it's just something that was always very natural to me. I've known since I was little, like I didn't like girls. I yeah. just didn't. I yeah. didn't feel the same way that I did about the boys and whatever. Um, so that was kind of the question I would like to know. I'd be like, is this just something that's naturally occurring? Or is it really like, oh, you're a mutated form of a human being? <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but, you know. I mean, it's not weird, right? Because it's so, it's so tied into your, your personal experience. But, I mean, I, I feel like as a, as a guy with no, no insight at all, I can, I can answer that for you and say it's a natural experience, (laughs) right? Like, I feel like it's so, it's so weird. We all are attracted to different things. We're all attracted to different things. Like we find different things attractive. So why is it, no one questions that at all, unless it's this one specific thing. Right. I mean, that's just reality, right? Like some, some people like blondes, some people like brunettes and we're not like, is that, is that natural or is that, it's just, it's just a thing. And, um, I, I just, it's so, it's, it's very, it's very weird and it's, and, and I, right? Like I don't have the experience you have. So my, my life is very different from your life and and the the amount of things that you've had to go through are, are exponentially more than I have because of this one thing, and that makes so little sense. Um, it's just it's just insane. It's it 2018, and I and I respect I respect uh, religion. I respect Christianity. I respect Catholicism and Mormonism. All all the things. Yeah. All the things. Because we have a right to practice whatever we want to practice. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 
I'm not pushing homosexuality on anybody or like flaunting it. I I don't need to push my sexuality in people's faces. It's just a part of me. Right. It's not something that I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm a yoga instructor. And did you know I'm gay? I'm like, it's stupid. Like, but there are a lot of people who I think you're so oppressed that you go the opposite way and you're so out there and you're so in people's faces. And that can be like a bit much. (laughs) You're like, that's a little extra. Let's, let's take it back. But yeah, it is because you do, it really does affect like your masculinity and feeling like a man and feeling worthy and and all these things. And, you know, it's not a, a a big thing for me now because it's, I'm just like, I'm Tristan, like, this is what you get. And, you know, I'm, I'm a man who's of service to others and changing lives. And that that's, what's important. It's not any, any of the other stuff that I do in my personal life. Yeah. I I will say that I do practice what I preach on my mat. Yeah. Not just like one thing and then do the other. It's not like don't smoke. (laughs) Yeah. It's really important though. I mean that the, the practice what you preach thing is really, really important. And, and uh, that goes for all, all walks of life, right? That, that includes, that includes all, all all forms of religion. And anytime we're making, we're making judgments and, and preaching things and then not following through with those same things, it's uh, frustrating to say the least. Amen. And people <laughs> <their> advantage, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, okay, last two questions for you. Sure. When, when you are looking at the hierarchy of things that are important to you, where in reality does health fit on your hierarchy? Health is number one. Is it? I mean, I know it should be, but do you make it number one? Yes. Good. Um, Because I know I cannot function if I am not healthy. Yeah. If I'm not eating well, I tend to notice that I'm more lethargic and almost borderline depressed. Mm. Like, you know, if I've gone out and had some drinks or some beers and I've eaten, like, I love buffalo wings. I have a weakness and pride. (laughs) But I'm telling you the next day. Maybe it's because I'm in my 30s now, but you just get it's like the next day. So I'm like, why? Why? What's the point of spending money on toxins, basically? And I'm, oh, you know, I'm a yogi, yoga instructor. But I like people to be real and be true. Like if you want to go be a yogi and have a beer once in a while or some chicken wings, go eat the damn chicken wings and enjoy. (laughs) Namaste. You'll probably pay for them the next day, but whatever. At least you learn um, but, I, but I do, I try to keep my home and my space very clean. I sage, I run essential oils, I clean regularly. Everything is very, maybe even borderline OCD. <laughs> it's all in its place and it looks beautiful. People are like, oh, this is nice. Uh, which you don't see with a lot of guys. <laughs> For sure. Because some people's homes, I'm like, oh God. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, you know, I think and, and health is kind of loaded, too, because it's like, is it just eating well? Is it just exercising? I think it's a mindset. Yeah, it's a complete mindset of I want my life to be beautiful. I want my thoughts to be good and healthy. I want my um, both my inner and outer experience to be healthy. Yeah. 
So that is, that's number one for me. And then the second down from that would be family. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a really good way to put it. And and it's, that's the, that is the appropriate order. And I think, I thought everyone would answer health first, but you're, you're probably more right on that more people would probably put family first and then their health. And the reality is if you're not healthy, your family suffers because of that. And you can't take care of anyone. So mm-hmm. your entire job is to keep you healthy. <laughs> yes, the airplane mask. <laughs> For sure. Put on your airplane mask first. It's just it's it's the reality. It really is so true. It's such a it's it's overused, whatever, but it's it's right on. Last question. Do you have any questions for me? And the answer can be no. Do I have any questions for you? What is your favorite thing about teaching yoga? Oh, my, my favorite thing is we, we were talking about, we were talking about this the other day is the, when you actually see someone with the breakthrough, right? So Erica and I were talking about this and, uh, because yoga, the practice of yoga really disrupts things, right? It's all about disrupting. And when you, when you disrupt um, someone in such a perfect way that they really break open and they express emotion that they're not sure why they're expressing. So someone might cry, right? And, and for, for a yoga teacher, like, you know that those tears, whether they're like tears of sadness or joy or tears of confusion, it doesn't really matter. But that is a sign that you've done something. Like <laughs> yoga tears are like unicorn tears. <laughs> if you could bottle them, there's magic in them. <laughs> well, there's magic in them. My best friend and I used to joke. I'd be like, how many people did you make cry in your class today? She's like five or six. <laughs> But it is, it's powerful. Yeah. I've had those moments where you're just like sure. heaving your mat. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got there, I got snot streaming down my face <laughs> at Javasana. I'm like choking on it. I'm like, <laughs> 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 no, it's amazing. I love that answer. Like that's, I'm right there with you. It's why you teach, right? It's why you teach. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not money. It's not any of that. It's. I think that's what I miss about teaching live classes right now because I, I haven't been other than trainings. Okay. Um, but just regular live classes is, is those moments where you – and they're open. They're cracked open so you can plant seeds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then they start to flourish for and sure. they just get up and they have that like yoga stone face and they're <laughs> like, that was so powerful. And you're like, I love you. <laughs> Give me a hug. Give me a sweaty, stinky, nasty yoga hug. <laughs> yes. Namaste. Yes, for sure. For sure. Tristan, I love that. Yes. Namaste, man. Thank you so much for coming on Becoming Legendary, spending a little time with our community. Well, luckily I have family in Chandler, so I have to pop by and see you guys. You've got to come class. hang out for yeah. sure. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, man. Seriously. All right. Take care. Brad, enjoy your day. You too. Bye.